This is episode 13 of This Is Us 2 with Mary and Blake. Hi, Shelly. It's Rebecca. I am the worst, most terrible wife in the entire world. I totally forgot that it's Shaq's birthday today. And all he was doing was trying to make me feel better, and I kicked him out of the house. I kicked him out of the house on his birthday, Shelly. And I don't have a car, and I really want to make him this fancy chocolate almond cake for his birthday. Oh, God. And I usually do this, like, really sexy Marilyn Monroe-style birthday dance for him. And, oh, my God, he's going to leave me. He's going to leave me for some, some hot, not crazy dental hygienist named Stephanie who doesn't forget his birthday. I guess you're not home, huh? This is Rebecca. Did I say that? Bye. From Cranston, Rhode Island, welcome to This Is Us 2. It's a podcast dedicated to This Is Us on NBC, so sit back, relax, and let's all have a good cry. and welcome back. My name's Mary Larson. My name is Blake, and I only speak to God during playoff season two. <laughs> it's the only time. Otherwise, you know, I just, you know, I feel like I'm just wasting bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta save it for when it really counts, right? Of course, right? it did, didn't work for the Celtics this year, but that's okay. okay. It's okay. They got close. They got close, baby. God, God let me down this year. That's okay. Oh for the gosh. Patriots and the Celtics. Come on. Hey, get over it. Come on, God. Get over it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Story time. He's not going to smite me. I don't know. He might. You never know. Didn't you see Moses? <laughs> Did you see the Ten Commandments? Anytime I think see of- See what he did to those Egyptians? Any, anytime I think of the Ten Commandments, all I think of is Moses in uh, the history of the world. I bring you these 15. <laughs> he drops the tablet. Ten. Ten <laughs> Commandments. <laughs> oh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks is a genius. Anyway. Uh, the story for this one, actually, I, I was surprised that Mary uh, relented. Yeah, because uh, normally I've done the even episodes. If you guys haven't noticed, Blake's been doing the odd episode story time, and I've been doing the even one, but I did not have a story to share for this episode. And, and I'm quite surprised because, you know, I, I feel like of anybody in in this uh, in this world here, you would have definitely been the one to relate to Rebecca. Uh, but okay, no problem. I I wasn't thinking Rebecca in this episode, and I think that's why. I was thinking mostly Dr. K. Oh, yeah, okay, well, that makes sense. And so I was thinking of your dad. That that Well, that's true. And, and speaking of my dad, um, like Dr. K, my dad lost his wife, um, otherwise known as my mother. <laughs> you know. Uh, a- after uh, just about 29 years of marriage, back in uh, the lonely days of 2002, I was 18 when I lost my mother, uh, and uh, you know, as a kid, I remember, you know, well, I wasn't a kid, I mean, but I was younger. Um, I remember being sad. I only cried once uh, during that whole period. I was in college. It was my freshman year, and um, my English professor, 
told me on Valentine's Day, which is the day that my mother died, said on Valentine's Day, um, make sure, and she was a woman, she was an older woman, she said, make sure you call your mother, call your sisters or whatever, but make sure you call your mother and wish them a happy Valentine's Day to all the students. Yeah, it was your freshman year, so this is everyone's uh, presumably first year away from their moms. Right, right. So I did just that. I I called my mother because my English professor uh, said, hey, you should do this. And I thought, you know, that's that's probably the right thing to do. And I called my mom, and uh, they were at a restaurant, my mom and my dad, down in Florida. Uh, they vacationed there. They have a condo down there. And my mother was very happy to hear from me, especially mm. her son, the first time going away after 18 years, being in college, and here's her grown boy calling her on Valentine's Day, <laughs> wishing her a happy Valentine's Day. And uh, I was very proud of myself. I thought I thought I did a good thing here, and uh, I hung up the phone, figuring you know what, you know, no problem. We'll, uh, we'll talk to mom, um, you know, at Chris, you know, right after Christmas time. Uh, well, I mean, sorry, we'll talk You'll to see mom. Her. Yeah, back yeah. maybe for my birthday. Yeah. you know, I bet that's in March. Maybe I'll see her uh, in April, or you know what? Heck, I'll see her in the summer when she's doing all my laundry. But wouldn't you know, that day, Valentine's Day, uh, she died. A couple hours later, uh, she. Had a brain aneurysm, and that was it. That was the end. That was the last time I ever spoke to my mother. And uh, I'm very happy. I'm very fortunate that I had a chance to speak to my mother uh, and say the things that I said. Happy Valentine's Day, Mom. I love you. And as and as hard as it was for me, I think it was even harder for my dad. And of course, you know he's you know the head of the family. He's got to be Mr. Tough Macho Man and not let anybody know that he is hurting inside. But he was hurting, and I know he was hurting just the way that Dr. K was hurting. Oh, my God, because it was like looking into your dad's house watching this episode. Right. Uh, as a matter of fact, all my mother's clothes are still in her closet. Folded. Hanging. Hangers. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's been how many years? This is going to be 17 years later. And, uh, of course, my dad has remarried. moved on. He's remarried. Um I don't have the best relationship with his wife, but you know it is what it is. Um, he, he's he's moved on, but my dad, I've I've realized, is wildly depressed, and still is wildly depressed uh, about his wife. You know, walking around your house, there's these little pieces. It's almost like little shrines, and it, that's why I couldn't speak in this episode. Because when I saw Dr. K's wife's brush and mirror and all those things perfectly laid out, and um, I was thinking about how your dad has all of those Princess Diana plates that your mom used to collect, yes. like still perfectly, <laughs> you know, just displayed and all these different little things, all these knickknacks that are so your mom and not at all your dad, not at all his new wife, no. nothing that would make sense 18 years later, but it's still these little shrines and... Um, yeah, there's still pictures of my mother up, and you know he has a picture of her right next to his bed, mm-hmm. and you know they get the whole thing. And yes, you're right, there are little shrines to my mother. They're not overtly shrines to my mother, but if you knew her, you would know that this is hers, you know. And I see Doctor K, and I see how he reacted to his wife's passing. And you're right. All I could see was my dad. Mm -hmm. And all I could feel was that kind of pain. And while watching him and watching him talk to his son and, and, and even talk to an empty chair, I can only imagine those are the things that my dad did, especially early on in those 
those really early days. I mean, I was going to college. My sister Michelle was off doing whatever she was doing. My sister Shannon, she was down in Connecticut with her husband. Nobody was there. My dad was alone. Can you, I can't even imagine that. If I was thinking about it actually in terms of, of you, my darling. Had I lost you, and if I lost you at any time, I would be a complete goddamn disaster. You would not know how to flip and exit the house. I wouldn't even know what to do. <laughs> I would be I would be like Carl in Up. That that would be me with oh, you know, losing Ellie. There, yep. Eating the eating the uh, eating the cereal all alone with my little with my little cane with the with well, the. Well, I have a little moral balls. to the story then that we'll get to later on in this episode about how this episode showing us the loss of love. Um, can also help you find a new love. All right. So, of course, this episode, we want to get into the details and know who, what, where, why, when, how. All right. Title was The Big Day, we obviously, all know what that means. referring to the. Uh, childbirth. Which is so cool because we're recording this on the birthday of our second child, Felicity. Which is, yes, you're right. I know. Yes. It was, this was a big day for us, too. Big day for us. We, uh, Felicity, otherwise known as Outlander Baby. Yes. She she was. May or may not have been conceived on the episode of the wedding. And was given birth on the season one finale date. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the hospital watching her. I mean, we're watching the finale on an iPad with little baby Felicity in the pram. We're nerds. We, we are total nerds. Who the, directed this episode? The director was Ken Olin. His previous episode that he directed was The Big Three. Love. And the writer was the showrunner, Dan Fogelman, who has written the pilot, The Big Three, Kyle and the Pool. And also another lady, Laura Kinnar, who actually, this is her only writing credit she has. You know, she just wanted to dip her toe in. That's it. I mean, <laughs> who knows? <laughs> you never what a what an episode yes. to dip your toe into, right? right? I mean, I'm sure that a lot of this credit has went went to Fogelman. I mean, he, he is the showrunner. He's putting it all together. But I mean, for this lady to have this episode is that, that that's a big deal. My darling, yes. What do you think uh, about the lemonade rating? What are you giving it? Okay, on a scale of one to five. Uh-huh. What are you giving it? I'm giving this episode a full out five. Wow. Yay, five glasses of lemonade. You, How about you? You want to know something? Yep. I'm giving it five too. Yay. Just like that. A winner. The first five of the season, the first five for me. Wait, for you didn't even give the premiere five? I gave it a 4.9. Oh my gosh. This is the first five. Uh, this is the first five. I am so glad you did that little ringy ring. Not only that, it is, in my opinion, hands down the best episode of This Is Us yet. Mm-hmm. Obviously, full stop. I mean, that uh, there, there's fact, not opinion. Wow, best episode of This Is Us so far. <laughs> and the big three weren't even in it. And 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 I I think that's Except why in infant form. Oh my gosh! Oh whoa! You just I, said something sacrilegious. Well, no, it's not sacrilegious. It's it, it's not even a hot take. And I don't mean that because they weren't in it, that means it's great. What I mean is it focused itself. Gotcha. Okay, but you know what? I don't want to. I, that's it's part okay. of my good, bad, great. Okay, okay. okay. So, so the GVGs, the okay. GVGs, the good, bad, great for this episode. I love love. 
I love love in all forms. Aww. And this episode showed us three very different marriages um, and the trials that they were going through in their love, how they were able to find themselves, find each other, and find other members of their family. Um, just, just all the love, the loss of love, how it's literally like this black hole. You know, people lost a child. Um, the other couple, you know, they weren't even able to conceive a child and they their love went on holiday for a little bit and Dr. K of course lost his love so I just love love in all forms mm-hmm. and um, I was happy that we were able to see it across the board in three very different couples at three very different stages of life mm-hmm. my bad Miguel Shame. okay come like, on now okay seriously the only time I have liked Miguel in season one so far was when he was putting up inflatable Christmas ornaments that was great, Miguel. Aside from that, you've been flirting with the secretary, telling Jack it's okay. It's okay to flirt. Right? Shame. We know that you in the future marry Jack's wife, you creep. Shame. And then, okay, you then convince Jack to come out and play golf because you know what? Let's leave the wife. You're going to have a baby coming. Let's find more excuses to stay four hours away, possibly five hours away from your kids. Shame. Seriously, Miguel, you're my bad. <laughs> okay. He's still your boy, though. He may be <laughs> oh, your bad, no. but he's still your boy. Okay, my great. Uh, Jack and Rebecca not only you know saved Randall's life, gave him this wonderful family, who knows where he would have ended up, but they most likely saved Dr. K's life that mm-hmm. same day as well. And mm-hmm. I thought that was really, really cool. So how about you? What was your good, your bad, your great? I, I've noticed that my good, bads, and greats, as has for all the podcasts that we do, I, I focus more on a on a macro level in terms of writing and how. Oh, you get wicked deep, and and how the story is constructed, as opposed yes. to like your boy Miguel. He is your boy. <sighs> He's even, not even my though boy, just because he has inflatable <laughs> Christmas ornaments. You, you yeah. officially called him your boy last episode when he did have the Christmas. I ornaments. said that's the only moment he has been my boy. <laughs> anyway, but, you know, regardless. I don't think that I have a bad for this episode. I think I have a good, great best, mm-hmm. as a matter of fact. And I'm going to go macro again here a little bit. And I'm going to say the good was kind of what I alluded to earlier, which is the story staying back in time. This is the first time. Right. It, the, the episode completely stays, for in the, the most part, in 1980, Although it does have a little bit of a flash forward at the end of the episode when it's Father's Day and Jack is drinking the cup. But, and they're watching the home movie of Rebecca. But yes. you know, for, for the most part, everything stays in 1980. And that is what makes it just right because it sets itself on a specific set of characters. Mm-hmm. And another thing that happens too is that it doesn't have any of these stupid, not stupid, but just overtly crazy twists that This Is Us has so far been known to do for me. And it's funny because Dr. K says life already has enough twists. And he's referring to Empire Strikes Back, Star Wars. Mm -hmm. But I think it's almost a meta commentary on the show itself. Because I always think that the show does better when it stops trying to shock us and it's trying to, hey, look at this. It's... William is gay. Like, even though that wasn't a a shocking twist, it's just like, it's just throwing it out there. Yes. You know what I mean? And by focusing on those marriages that you talked about and focusing on the core of the emotions and everything that the 
the characters led the story to go to that place, the show did very well in taking its time and allowing it to stay in one place in one time Mm -hmm. and focusing on the relationships. I think that did extremely great. But the great... The actual great. The actual great (laughs) was Ken Olin himself, the director. Okay. And I say that because he has this natural uh, ability for camera movement. Mm -hmm. And it... it, uh, This is going to be like... This is a hot take. It's almost Spielbergian, the way he moves the camera. Okay. It's very natural. It's... um, he focuses on things that you need to know as a viewer. So, for example, when Rebecca was talking on the phone as we played it earlier, in, as we played earlier in this episode for, uh, for the podcast, you know, he's focusing on Rebecca, but he's moving the camera in and out, left to right, and at, when she's talking, you see he makes it a point to show you that the cord is wrapping around her belly, even highlighting even more of the fact of how pregnant she really is. And it moves from her face down to her belly, back up the cord, onto the phone, back off the phone, over the cord again, onto her belly. It was just great movement. Mm -hmm. And he also did it too in Rebecca's, in Mandy Moore, by the way, fantastic monologue as she's speaking to her unborn children and she's laughing and crying and being happy and saying you're all going to have different laughs Olin uses this great shaky cam where you as a viewer are just as unstable as Rebecca is his his camera movement it was like a home video kind of like what Jack was doing exactly so not only are you looking at it from Rebecca's point of view but you're having the shaky cam and he's following her he's tracking her face but it's still she's going in and out of the frame and you the viewer are Jack's camera Mm -hmm. looking at Rebecca and that is just Freaking awesome. I just, I, that was great. What great, was your great best? stuff. But my best, <sighs> continuing to recontextualize scenes. Remember how I talked about that on the trip when he's like, see through the stuff? Yes. And it meant, it meant one thing for the, for the eye illusion, but Jack meant it in an entirely different way for Randall. Correct. This show continues again to use this tool of recontextualizing scenes and i have to go back to my binky dr k okay because i love him his recontextualization of the lemonade scene is a perfect example of what i mean by recontextualizing Mm -hmm. not only are we thinking that Dr. K in the original monologue is talking to Jack to just try to keep him up and, hey, you know, just make lemonade, yada, yada. You think he is just talking him up. He's coaching him up. And it's great. It's sweet. It's like, oh, my God, it's great. And you hear, you hear him lose his voice a little bit because you think he's thinking about his early child that he lost, Dr. Mm-hmm. K. But he's not. Nope. He's not thinking about his lost child. The story recontextualizes this scene when he says, when, when you realize he's thinking about his wife. Yes. And not only is he thinking about his wife, he's thinking, do I have to take my own advice here? Mm-hmm. That's why his voice breaks. 
that's why he's having such an emotional moment because he just had a conversation with his son about trying to move on yep. and he's even threatening his son to not see him ever again if he continues to keep <laughs> keep pushing him on this <gasps> recontextualizes not only the monologue but everything that you thought about that monologue it has another layer now mm-hmm. unbelievable and also of course the the low hanging fruit being uh the the birthday part and you think oh it was this sweet moment between two yes. lovely people and it was but it wasn't either. But earlier that day was not. It was a shit show earlier in the day. Sorry. Your mouth. Sorry, sorry, sorry. It was a complete disaster earlier there in the you day. Go. And the reason why that he has a terrible towel is because she buys it for him at a liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> right? I get it. And another piece of good low hanging fruit here too is recontextualizing the cigarette that the fireman Fireman Joe gives to Jack. Oh my gosh, right? You think at the time, oh, it's just a reveal that this is in the early 80s. And yes, that's the way that it is. But it's not. That cigarette, as he puts it in his mouth and lights it up, is him almost giving up on the idea of saving his marriage. That cigarette represents much more than just, hey, have a smoke. Right? So the fact that the show keeps doing this in a way that this is us can only do, for the most part, just really good stuff, man. Really great writing. Really great writing. Um, so I I really enjoyed this episode. I agree. I agree. You said you had one sneaky bad. Oh, the sneaky bad. Okay, the sneaky bad. It was actually spending time with the fireman. Yeah, I have a, I have a feeling that maybe that means we're going to have to see more of him. I don't know. Fine, really, I, feel, I mean, they spent a good chunk of this episode on him. Yeah, but I think that was more of a of a thematic thing. Okay, I'm down with that. You know, I think that was just showing you all the different stages of love that exist. Yes, you know, between Jack and Rebecca, new par well, new parents soon to be, early on, relatively in their marriage, starting life anew. Mm-hmm. Doctor K with his wife, their marriage ending due to death, and now this guy over here, Fireman Joe, uh, losing touch with his wife because. They can't have children. They they are in the middle of it, the thick of it, and everything is falling apart. So I think it was a I think it was just a thematic choice, and, and you know it does shed light on the fact that Randall could have changed somebody's somebody else's life yeah. too. I mean, it it gives good context to that. I think a really cool choice would have been to show William a little bit more uh, in how maybe his his girlfriend, but he wouldn't have fit in this love theme. Well, yes and no. Um, his girlfriend died. Uh, I think he was too high. He would have been too high to fit in this episode, yeah, right? Yeah, uh, I, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I, I just if, if we, here's what I'll say: this, if we don't spend more time with Viam and Joe, I, I'll be okay. But I think this was just a little bit of a waste of not a waste of time, but it, 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 time that could have been used better. I think it also had such an interesting uh, bit of information about William, um, about Randall. Like, think about it. Randall could have ended up with him. Right. Randall easily could have ended up with him. Poor Randall must have been the hungriest darn newborn ever. <laughs> I mean, there's a long time for a newborn to go. And I'm so glad that Joe's wife spoke up and said, you need to get that baby to a hospital. That baby's a newborn. So let's talk about these couples. Sure. Um, so we do. We do have Jack and Rebecca, who are still very early newlyweds, you know, got their baby, got their lives going on. 
and a very typical thing happens. We have a pregnant hormonal about to give birth, Rebecca, <laughs> who is sweet some moments, has her sanity in some moments, and then other moments it is all sorts of butterflies and cupcakes and, oh, this is just going to be the most wonderful time of my life, and other moments of complete anxiety and worry and just cray-cray. Just all sorts of cray-cray going up in here. I loved that beginning that <laughs> beginning montage when he checks, like, I love seeing you pregnant. Uh, and, and she's like, yeah, it's great, huh? You like want to make uh, quadruplets, you know? Yes. Or, and then they were a, just so cute. They were so into each other. And then doing a smash cut to her wicked pregnant in bed saying, Jack, I need to pee. And then both of them, her, him helping her up. Yes. Oh, my God. God. Just so realistic. And, oh. and this is something that is really wonderful about this show. So many shows show pregnancy in such a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, with the wife just being cute and hungry. And that's really about it. <laughs> and not the entire rainbow of emotions that can go on between she and her partner. I mean, it's 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 really wild right. what, what happens. It right. is like TV channels of emotions. You can just flick through them and you don't know what you're going to get with a pregnant woman. I'm speaking from my own, adv- own oh, experience. Yes. yes. Um, but I thought what was lovely was when she did realize what the date was. And Jack Jack continues to earn points in my book, little check marks of being a great husband, because he doesn't once say, it's my birthday. What right. the heck are you doing, girl? Like, give me a flippin' break. It's He never once does that. Right. He just says, okay, he just tries his best to stay calm and knows, what, knows the real situation is his pregnant wife is just a pregnant wife Mm -hmm. and i just loved too that even when he was away from her all they wanted to do is get back to her right that this might be so hard for some people and that's all they wants to do it's funny because you know i largely uh i'd say nearly all the time feel the same like you know we we may get in fights and we may argue or whatever but and a lot of guys will say let's get out of the house let's go somewhere let's do something and and i always feel like jack i always feel like I just want to be around my wife. I just want to be around my kids. I know like, you know, things are, you know, being stupid right now because of a stupid argument for whatever stupid freaking unknown reason why we're arguing about whatever. But I, I always kind of want to be around my wife, you know? And the funny thing is here too, that uh, Jack as a character has for the most part been this really great guy. A, a, a guy that loves his family, loves his wife. We do see him dip a little bit into problem areas and we see them struggling a little bit further on. But I think it's Mandy Moore in, in, in turn, Rebecca, who, who has... Why have you uh, called her Mandy Moore twice today? We've never done that. I don't know why. I'm sorry. It's, it's because I pointed her out as Rapunzel from Tangled. I know. And you didn't I did, know it. And I didn't and now, know. I know. And now, now I can't help it. Now you're just like, oh, she's Mandy Moore. No, anyway. Rebecca. I, I always, <laughs> I, I feel like Rebecca is, a, as a character, has had a much harder time. And she has to act her butt off uh, in order to match the saintly nature of Jack. Uh, and He's also not pregnant with triplets. No, but what I mean, like, is she has been given things to do, like, other than just be saintly and perfect, like mm-hmm. Jack has mm-hmm. been given. You know, she's had to fight with Randall, and she's had to be <laughs> be possessed by demons. She's been more human yes, than Jack, right? Yes. And so, 
you know, everybody loves everybody loves Jack, and I get why. I understand. Uh, you know, I I often look to Jack and be like, that's the kind of dad or husband that I want to be. But I I think it's Rebecca who has this really hard yeoman's work to do to mm-hmm. make this show the way that it's going. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. So I I I appreciate what's what's going on with her as a character. So I just love their love. <laughs> love, love, love. Everything. Everything about that couple. Then we move on to Joe and what's Joe's wife? Samantha. Oh, before we do that, oh. real quick though. Yeah. <laughs> I just I love when she comes out of the house and just like, hey Jack, thanks for uh, the bathroom sex at Froggies. <laughs> yes. Like you think he's finally free. He's uh, praying to God with a lighter. Oh my God. I've, I, yeah, I know. I've had those moments where you, like, he gets in the car and he just bangs his head right on the steering wheel. Like, oh my God. Oh man. Yeah. I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> Sorry. Continue on with uh, Fireman Joe and Samantha. No, I, I just, you know, I think. Um, we obviously have two children. We're very fortunate in that regard. Yes. And uh, we have some friends who have wanted kids and for one thing or another um, don't have children in their lives. And it's so hard when people expect, I'm going to be a parent one day. You know, it's something right. that you just kind of, a lot of people just think like, oh, yes, one day I'm going to fall in love and get married and have kids. Or one day I'm going to have a kid. And um, it's it's uh, it can really break people. It can really break people's marriages and it can really yes. break a person down. And um, I loved seeing Joe and Samantha reconnect. Once she saw, oh my gosh, he's he's trying anything. He's bringing home a baby that he just found on the street. Right. Like, you know, I loved seeing their final date at the end at that coffee shop. Just, re, just restarting, rebooting yeah. their relationship. And um, I think that that was, was the hardest thing. And and that's what's weird is that these characters we may never see again. These characters are people we don't know or love. But what they did was the hardest, I believe. You know, well, right. maybe not. I mean, Doctor K getting over his wife too. Yes, that's. Oh, I'm not trying to belittle it, but um, a lot of people don't make that choice mm-hmm. that they did. As a lot of people, especially now, they don't. Yeah, they just say screw it. It's done. We're they over. hit something hard, and yeah, and they're done. And I and I hope that it works for them, obviously. Yeah. And and, and a, another bit of clever writing. Well, I don't want to say clever, but but fun writing is Samantha taking uh, Fireman Joe's lines and using it on him, being like, "Hi, I'm Samantha. Don't yes. worry about what happened back there. Would you like to get a cup yep. of coffee?" Just to show that she remembers it just as vividly as he did. Right. Uh, a, a really good recontextualization okay. of of that line. Uh, and a, a good use of that. Um, I really liked it. Really liked it. But and I was close to shedding a tear on that scene. I was, even though I right? wasn't a big fan of I Am and Joe. Right. I was close. However, what did get me to tear up is the conversation that we weren't necessarily privy to when Jack had to inform Rebecca uh. that. They didn't. That they lost one of their kids. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Just in silence. And she started to break down, and you know, and like, oh my god, you're lying. You, you, it can't be right. That's not true. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's great to be privy 
to that conversation. And it's great to be privy to the conversation of her saying, I feel like we were supposed to have three children. <sighs> I felt them in, I felt each and every one of them kick. And they, they had a big loss too. And their marriage, they kind of did it arm in arm through this loss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At least through the episodes we've seen so far. Right. And, and being able to see the fact that Jack brings up to her, hey, I have an idea. We can bring home three. It, yeah. it, it's, you know, a lot. A part of me always says, you know, let the mystery be like leftover style. Yes. But I kind of liked seeing that. I kind of liked seeing that. I thought that was, I thought that was very nice. And Dr. K, just it, it, break my heart into a million, million little pieces. Right. We just can't get enough of him getting the sugary cereal that's going to rot the kids, you know, <laughs> mouths out. Um, ending up having, cleaning out the pills. I mean, realizing that he was thinking about ending oh. his life and saying it out loud. You know, I, don't I know look if at I your pills. Do this anymore. Yes. Oh, my God. I. You oh. had no idea about Dr. K. No, not at all. You know, gosh, and once again, like this is us. You have we have no idea how sad some people are, how right. well people hide things. Um, you know, I, I posted something on Instagram today where I, I I said, you know, we just need to smile more. We need to say hi to strangers more. We just need to tell friends that we love them just because. Right. And I think because Dr. K was able to see this huge, wonderful. Uh, Jack moment of taking in this child and making that lemonade, you know, it jump started him to see the world differently. And we get to see him, of course, cleaning out, putting things away, the hairbrush and mirror go away. And he actually has dinner with that lady who lives in a very fancy house. She had like a carpet on the wall. People are fancy if they have a rug on the wall. They call those tapestries, my darling. <laughs> hey, fancy. Hey, let me see the rug on the wall that you got over there. <laughs> How do you vacuum it? <laughs> oh my God, we grew up in very different economic systems, is, didn't wait, we? What kind of? Wait, did you get the job lot? Oh my gosh! Why would you? Hang that a rug is a on tapestry. The they look like rugs. Why would you hang a rug on the <laughs> wall? Don't you remember from Indiana Jones on the Last Crusade when mm. he goes into the castle? He's like, "I'm here for the tapestries." The yeah. tapestries? Not really. <laughs> Wow, man. I'm surprised. I know, but that's what I do. Hey, fi- uh, so uh, anything else? Well, well, do you have final thoughts? My final thoughts were, I loved this episode. It was all about love, and I'll be interested to see if the next episode spends its entire time in the future. That would be interesting. Uh, my final thought was, I actually had a listener of ours, not for this particular podcast, but for another podcast that we do, uh, say, why the hell are you podcasting about this basic show? Oh my gosh. Uh, this is us. And I, I saw that. Wasn't that on my wall? I don't know where it was. It was on my wall. Was it? Was it your wall? I yes, it was a guy, and he wrote. Yes, on my wall. And we have done shows that I think are are especially the leftovers. Uh, uh, you know, speaking of that, uh, shameless plug. Listening to the leftovers, the Living Reminders podcast uh, by Mary and Blake. When you get a chance, <laughs> uh, the leftovers was a very deep show. Outlander is a very layered show. Uh, even Gilmore Girls, for its own right, is a layered show. Uh, this one is this is us is anything but subtle and mm-hmm. it's anything uh, it, it's it it shows you what it is it's right there for you to see it doesn't leave a whole lot for interpretation and everybody is entitled to their opinion and it, I, I find but I think there's a place for every show and there's a, a place for every person to enjoy a specific show for a specific reason and I bring all this up because this is us. As it relates to this episode, 
is how good it can be, in my opinion. It can be well-written. It can be well-directed. It can be well-acted. I think this is the high watermark so far. And if every episode like this is going forward, there is a place for this episode to be in your top five. There's a place for this for this uh, show to be in your top ten. And I, I think I'm proud to podcast about this show because this episode marks the kind of quality that it can be. And it was a quality episode. It was. And, you know, I feel like other people feel that strongly about other episodes, maybe previous episodes. This episode spoke to us. Right. We've been through two pregnancies together. You've been through a dramatic loss of losing your mother and you've seen your dad pretty much act like Dr. K. Um, And so I think this episode made us feel like, oh, this is us this is this is our life this is our life and now it's on tv and it's taking place in the early 80s but maybe different episodes have done that for other people so sure. joe schmo writing on my wall go, go kick sand go throw sand <laughs> no well you yeah, go pound sand Go pound sand my my choice my my favorite that i've been using lately is uh go get your shine box i like that too i like that one too that's that's always quite there we good go. so yo joe schmo get your get your shine box go pound sand <laughs> One person I do need to say a special thanks to is Go For High on iTunes. Go For High wrote a review. Remember how I was asking for written review, guys? Guess yes. what? Someone did. They said, you think you're all ready for season three of This Is Us? Think again. Rewatch This Is Us with Mary and Blake and learn interesting facts, gain additional insights, and giggle as they theorize what's going to happen in upcoming episodes. This Is Us 2 podcast is like discussing your favorite show over a cup of coffee with your best friend. Subscribe. You won't regret it. Thank you. And guys, seriously, if you're on iTunes, leave a, a written review we love to read them it brings us the biggest smile and tell your friends about this podcast if they like this show this is us tell them hey you should check this show out especially so. when they're good too I like the good ones the sucky ones not so much the sucky what reviews sucky re- we haven't gotten we any, haven't actually. gotten one yet that's not saying please go do it no keep going with nonetheless good. I'm Mary my name's Blake <laughs> this is us too we almost ran out of room in that one it was close but we, we're, we're, we're still going over now. we now. went over. <laughs> we're amateurs. Should I play the song again? No, thanks. Uh, <laughs> okay. Hold on. Shame. It's my new sound. I'm so proud of it. I'm so proud of my new sound. Land the plane, Helen. <laughs> At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day. And for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.